0: Promises you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. These are the words of Pope Benedict XVI, given years ago at a World Youth Day, speaking to young people. Pope Benedict had these beautiful words of encouragement, but also invitation and challenge to share. What I love about these words, too, is they're not just for young people, these are words of profound truth for everyone, no matter your age, no matter your stage, no matter where you are in your life, these words are meant for you. We struggle a lot with that word greatness. What is greatness? What does that mean? Can I really be great? How can I be great, much less called to greatness when there is nothing around me that feels or seems great? It's not evident by the circumstances of my life, either presently or thus far, how can I be great? What can I do that's great? Who am I really? Or sometimes, as I've felt one time or another, and even sometimes not that long ago, have I wasted too much time for the Lord to use me in any great way? Who am I? Where am I going? What's the meaning of life? This, you were made for greatness, touches on the answer to those questions. In many ways, it is the answer. And yet, We have trouble with that word, greatness. Why do we struggle with that word? Why do we struggle with what greatness means? Well, first of all, the world sells us a twisted version of what greatness looks like. And we too often buy it wholesale. Greatness is accolades, it's accomplishments, it's this salary, it's the big house in the suburban cookie cutter neighborhood, it's the boat, it's the car, or maybe a few cars. It's having it all figured out or at least looking like we do. Social media makes this worse. Even for those of us who are sincerely striving to live the faith well, we can fall into the trap of comparing ourselves to other, almost like a a blessing one-upmanship that it can happen. I'm more blessed than you. We may not say it explicitly, but we do it. More often, probably though, we, we feel somehow less blessed than the happy, successful people we see filling our social media feeds. We share only the good things, what makes us look put together. It's a vicious cycle. You know, I, I see friends post how their six-year-old, and I'm exaggerating because this is what it feels like to me in the moment, how their six-year-old has just wrote his own math setting, how he's learned to pray the divine office in Latin, all while completing a dissertation on the complete works of J.R.R. Tolkien, Then I look at my kids running around what what feels like animals, (laughs) like animals, while we try to pray the rosary, and I feel like, wow, I'm not good at this Catholic dad thing. I must not be. Rather than rejoicing in my friend's success, and rather than allowing myself to be inspired by the example he's presenting, I feel somehow less than. I'm not as good as he is but in actuality greatness is in the intention greatness is in doing the right thing despite the circumstances because the reality here is that no time with my kids especially attempting to pray no matter how successful air quotes that is or not none of that time is wasted greatness is in the intention In scripture, we read of James and John arguing over who is the greater apostle. And we still do this. But greatness is honesty. Greatness is vulnerability. Greatness is transparency. Greatness is authenticity, especially in our friendships and in our relationships. Greatness is faithfulness to our vocation and state in life. Even in the most mundane day-to-day activities, even when we don't really want to. Even when we want to give up, I heard a priest once answer the question, when did you decide to be a priest? With a very surprising answer. His response, this morning, when did you decide to be married? (laughs) That's greatness. Another way we struggle to understand this call to greatness, we struggle with that word greatness itself is that we give in to feelings of discouragement. And I, and I think we give in to these feelings of discouragement in two different ways. We say to ourselves, someday I'll be a saint. Someday I'll be good enough. Someday I will find my vocation. As if it's a destination that we have to earn a ticket for. And we just fumble our way through life and hope we find it along the way. We believe mistakenly that we cannot really serve the Lord until we do. And because of that, we give in to despair. We lose sight of the fact that this is an invitation to allow God to work in our lives. That begins anew every single day. The second way we struggle in, in, in this way is that we can, we can say to ourselves, I'm only human. I'm not perfect. I never will be. So why try? This is a resignation to mediocrity and apathy. It is the lukewarmness that Jesus tells us in the book of Revelation, and we know that it displeases him so much. He actually says, I will spew you out of my mouth. I wish you were hot or cold. This is the kind of faith that chooses comfort and ease over greatness. Finally, the last way, and I think in some ways this is the most difficult way we struggle to understand and accept this call to greatness that we've are all that we all received and that we're all made for, it is a matter of identity. We often don't really know who Christ is well enough to know who we are and who we are in Him. We struggle to understand this idea of greatness because we forget that the greatness for which we are made, the greatness we are all called to, has much more to do with who we are than it does necessarily with what we do, what we have, our status in the world, our position or authority. Do we let our identity as sons and daughters of God shape our lives, guide our decisions, form the foundation of our relationships? Because that is greatness. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 2013, we read, All Christians in any state or walk of life are called to the fullness of Christian life and the perfection of charity. All are called to holiness. And this is referencing Matthew 5.48. Matthew 5.48 says, You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. The good news is you don't have to do this on your own. You can't do this on your own. The good news is also that God doesn't call us to something that's impossible. He makes it possible by his grace. We'll get there here in a moment. So what is greatness? It is living the call to holiness and mission, which is what you were made for. We have to keep this at the forefront of our mind always. When you wake up in the morning, what's your purpose? There's two ways to wake up in the morning. Thank you, Lord, it's morning. Thank you, Lord, you've given me this day. Who have you given me to love today? The other way to wake up in the morning, oh God, it's morning. Hit that snooze button, complain, whatever it is, there's two ways to wake up. It's in those moments that we have to keep the purpose for which we were created. This, this idea of greatness before us Our why, what is my purpose? Where am I going? Why am I here? Say it with me. I was created by love for love, to love. I am created for loving communion with God and with people, called to the life of heaven. To get there, I must know him, love him, and serve him in all things. That is pursuing holiness. It's a process. It takes time. It takes dedication. It takes passion. It takes great love. But that is greatness. If you need to rewind it to say it with me, please do. But remember that. Remember those words, because that is the answer to this question. God's not calling any one of us to be merely a good person. He's calling us to be saints. He is calling us to follow Him, to take His yoke upon us and learn from Him. He is saying to us, I choose you. You have what it takes because I have given it to you. I have poured out my love, my heart, my life into your very being for this purpose so that you might be conformed to my image, so that you might learn to think like me, to speak like me, to act like me, and most of all, to love like me. My spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth if only you allow this and cooperate with my grace. The Lord tells us to be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect. Yes, that's a tall order, but we don't do this in our own strength. There are no bootstraps to lift up here. (laughs) In the kingdom, Down is up, less is more. He must increase, I must decrease. He has given us and continues to give us every means to become great. God wants to make us saints through the work of grace. Whether or not we become a saint is really up to us. We have to let him do it in us. At every moment, as St. John of the Cross tells us, God is at work to make our souls great but he's a gentleman and he doesn't force himself upon us. He needs our cooperation to bring about our transformation, to bring about greatness in us. He needs us to accept this call to true greatness. God is calling us to be Christ in the world, your world. He's calling you to be, as the scriptures tell us in 2 Corinthians, living epistles known and read by all men, What does that mean? To put it in our modern English, that means living, breathing, walking Bibles known and read by all men, bringing Christ to the world. That is greatness. Greatness is being able to sincerely pray with St. Patrick, Christ in the eyes of everyone who sees me, Christ in the ears of everyone who hears me, Christ on the lips of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in the mind of everyone who thinks of me. Greatness is being able to pray the litany of humility and mean it. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. It's easy to hear this and think of the great saints and dismiss it. Oh, I could never do that. But the great saints have something that we also have. And the more we seek it, the more we have it. And that is simply love for God. Saints are simply people who love God. Saints are simply people that when they fall, they get back up with an even greater stubborn boldness and zeal. With every fall, they recognize that in a way they are falling up on their way to God, provided that they do not give into discouragement. And remember the words of St. John, little children, you are of God and have overcome them for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That's from 1 John 4 4. God doesn't give up. He made you for greatness. He has called you to greatness. Where you are, now, today, as you're listening to this, here in this moment, not simply tomorrow, not simply next week, but today, now, greatness begins with relationship with him. It's cultivated through continuing to pursue Him and growing in relationship with Him. Greatness is recognizing that though you may fall a thousand times, His love and mercy remains. Just as a loving parent delights as a child learns to walk and stumbles along the way, you're no different. Knowing this, being confident in this, knowing that you are a joy for Jesus, that's greatness. Turning away from sin and allowing Him to transform your life that's greatness. Allowing yourself to receive his mercy and forgiveness when you mess up, yeah, that's greatness. Being an instrument of this same grace and mercy and forgiveness in the world, that's greatness too. Too many people fail to realize how deeply the Father thirsts for their love and how he desires to be their savior. I would add to this as well, (laughs) forgiving yourself also and extending that same mercy to yourself not beating yourself up over your faults and failings that's greatness also so what does greatness really look like though it looks like love and service to god without limits none of the saints put any limits on their service to god as maximilian colby tells us their former mediocre righteousness no longer satisfy them By striving to reach the peak of Christian perfection, they tried to redeem the time and the graces they had previously squandered. In fact, when it comes to the glory of God and the salvation of souls, no effort is too heavy for a saint. No cross is unpleasant because it can be put to the service of God's love. Sometimes we make following the will of God for our lives much, much more complicated than it actually is. And so we think of this kind of greatness, we think it seems out of reach, but through the pages of scripture, the readings of the church, the lives of the saints, the Lord has actually given us a pretty good roadmap to follow. We're reminded that we should, of course, love God, love our neighbor. That's the greatest commandment. That we should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. That we should seek first the kingdom and put the Lord before all other things that we should put our trust in Him and surrender to Him all that burdens us. Yet, making decisions from day to day, and especially about our future, can be so overwhelming and cause us so much anxiety. At every moment of the day, we are presented with a decision to make. Who am I serving? Whose kingdom am I building? How we answer those questions, well, that is greatness. Or it's not. In the book, The Great Divorce, C.S. Lewis writes, There are two kinds of people in the world. Those who say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And those who say, my kingdom come, my will be done. We see this example in the Blessed Mother. The new Eve, as she's often called. What a contrast. Mary says, be it unto me according to thy word. Eve effectively says, be it unto me according to my word. One is greatness and one is not. Greatness is making the right choice always, every day even when it hurts, even when it may cost us, even when no one notices. Friends may walk away, people may mock us, but greatness is faithfulness. Saint Ignatius of Loyola offers us some wisdom here. To make a good choice, our intentions ought to be simple, only looking at what we were created for, namely the praise of God, our Lord, and the salvation of souls. So I ought to choose, and whatever I may do, that which may help me fulfill that end for which I am created. Say it with me. I was created for the praise of God and for the salvation of souls. I was created for the praise of God and for the salvation of souls. First, my own, and then those around me. That's my primary purpose. Living with that in mind is greatness. Greatness is seeking to live out this purpose for which we are here, not someday, but today faithful to our state in life, faithful in the little things, where the Lord has us. Greatness is refusing to compromise your purity and saving yourself as a gift for your future spouse. Greatness is accepting the love and mercy of God and receiving His forgiveness and offering that same mercy to others. Greatness is recognizing that God is well able to redeem the time and make up for what you've done poorly if you let Him. Greatness is offering up that task that you hate to do as a sacrifice, as an offering, as a prayer in and of itself for someone in need. Greatness is the smile you give to the cashier at Walmart as you look into her eyes. No one has done that today. No one has done that in months. She feels in that brief moment the love of God through you. Greatness is the dad who, despite having so many children and a busy schedule, wakes up every morning at 3 a.m., to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet on behalf of his family. No one will ever see this. No one will ever know. How does he have the time? He makes it. Greatness is being able to see that with every diaper you change, you are also changing the world. Greatness is lending an ear to listen and a shoulder to cry on for someone in need, even when you don't really want to. Greatness is choosing not to click yes to the question, are you still watching? Greatness is the college student who continues to go to daily mass, despite the busy schedule, despite the ridicule of friends. Greatness is being able to put the phone down and be present to the person sitting across from you. Greatness is recognizing Christ in them. Even if you don't particularly like that person. Greatness is praying when you don't feel like it. Greatness is praying even more when you don't feel like it. Greatness is praying for people in the moment when they ask, and allowing yourself to intercede on their behalf and be a channel of God's love and grace in that moment. Greatness is picking up whatever cross and suffering that we may have to bear in this life and recognizing that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, as Romans 8.28 tells us. And like Christ, enduring the cross for the joy that is set before us, Hebrews 12.2. Greatness is recognizing that our trials serve to strengthen us, If we will let God work in these moments, those areas where we struggle most are most often the places where God is trying to cultivate virtue in us, to where he's trying to make us shine, where he's calling forth greatness. Greatness is embracing the truth that every person your eyes will meet today and every person who hears your voice. Yep, the Lord has given you them to love today. Greatness is realizing that the Lord has given you a gift in this call to greatness. God's love is so powerful, so complete, so perfect, so beyond our comprehension that each one of us reveals an aspect of his love in the world that only we can reveal. Greatness is allowing yourself to be a reservoir of love that is poured out on those around you. St. Therese of Lisieux offers us this. I understood that to become a saint, one had to suffer much. Seek out always the most perfect thing to do. And forget self. I understood, too, that there were many degrees of perfection, and each soul was free to respond to the advances of our Lord, to do little or much for him. In a word, to choose among the sacrifices he was asking. Then, as in the day of my childhood, I cried out, My God, I choose all. I don't want to be a saint by halves. I'm not afraid to suffer for you. I fear only one thing, to keep my own will. So take it, for I choose all that you will. Greatness is saying with St. Therese, I choose all.